0: aboard it is monday june 25th and we are ready to roll here on a show to be named later two things i want to get to today on the podcast first up there has been more and more talk about how progressive baseball is has been and should be and so I want to talk about some of these ideas, including one that I think is absolutely remarkably stupid. And I can't believe the smart people I'm seeing who are, bounty, who are bantering and, and bouncing this idea back and forth. It makes no sense to me. And then I do want to talk for a minute towards the end of the podcast about Markel Fultz and a video that came out of him this weekend. So we'll do that towards the end of the podcast. But as I said, I want to start off with Major League Baseball and how radical, how progressive they need to get in order to bring fans in, keep fans interested, uh, speed up the pace of play, whatever it may be, speed up the pace of action, first off and right off the bat. I have long said that baseball's problem is not a pace of play problem, right? It it is not a length of game problem. And that seems to be what they are focusing on, right? Major league baseball is focusing on actual game speed. That's not the problem. It doesn't matter if a game goes three hours and three minutes or two hours and 57 minutes. Like there is very little difference between those two, right? Like there's, Little to no difference in that, you know, time difference. Their problem, and the problem that baseball faces, is one of two things. It's a pace of action problem where the ball is not put in play enough and, and there are three true outcomes and we've gotten so locked in and so enthralled with three true outcomes, right? We've gotten so interested in strikeout, home run, walk. So that's one problem, that we love these three true outcomes. Because what happens on those? Yeah, home runs are exciting, strikeouts are exciting, but the ball isn't truly put in play. Right? There's no play to be made on the ball when you strike out, there's no play to be made on the ball when you walk, and there's no play to be made on the ball when you hit a home run. You hit it, and it goes over the, fi- over the wall, into the seats. So it feels like less action, because we've gotten sucked into these three things. And the idea that I've seen bantied around, that I can't wrap my mind around, that I don't really understand, is this idea that banning shifts is going to help you. This idea that having the shortstop stand in the second base hole in deep right, in shallow right field is taking away so many hits that we've got to get rid of it. That shading infielders up the middle is taking away so many hits that we've got to get rid of it. And trust me, it is, right? Like, I I agree with you. Shifts are taking away hits. Do you know why shifts are taking away hits? Because that's what they're supposed to do. And this idea that we would say, hey, shifts have gotten too accurate. Our numbers are too good right now. That we can't have this anymore. You've got to stop with these shifts. You've got to keep two infielders on either side of second base. You've got to keep them on the dirt in the infield. The idea that we would even consider this is asinine. The idea that we would even discuss this is like going back to the Stone Age. Because think about what it's really telling you. Think about what this idea is really saying. This idea is not about shifts. This idea is about technology. About advanced statistics. And about information. Hey, Major League Baseball teams, hey, Yankees, hey, Red Sox, hey, Mets. Your information is too good. You have gotten such great information about where guys are going to hit the ball. How about we don't let you take advantage of it? You have such great information about where people are going to hit and what player tendencies are in different counts, congratulations, don't use it. And I'm amazed that more people aren't thinking along these lines. I can't understand why more people aren't thinking this way. Think about it in any other walk of life. Any other scenario you can imagine. Would you ever do this? Hey, we've got information that tells us that if you wear your seatbelt, you are much more likely to be safe in a car. But don't do it. Hey, we've got information that smoking cigarettes could be bad for you, but hey, keep doing it. That's what baseball is doing, right? And I know that those are two more extreme examples, but hey... Congratulations. Your information is great. Don't use it. Your information has gotten so good that we think you're a detriment to the game. Stop using your information. Why would we get rid of scouting reports? Why would we get rid of this idea? It's mind-blowing to me. And to see people just jump on board with it. Smart people. Smart baseball people. To see them just jump on board without bringing this point up is is mind-blowing. I finally, finally saw somebody this morning who tweeted about this and tweeted something along these lines and, and had this kind of an opinion. And it's the first that I've really seen somebody else show this and throw this out there. And it was Boog Shambi. And I think that Boog is, is really forward-thinking when it comes to baseball. He's brought me around on, on the whole tying thing. I'm starting to come around on that. And Boog tweeted my exact thoughts. The possible thought of batting shifts seems ridiculous to me. It's the game being smarter. We have data that says, quote, this is where player X hits the ball. And now we're going to prohibit teams from putting defenders where they think the ball will go. Sad. And that's exactly what I just said, summed up in 280 characters. right? Summed up in a, in a succinct way of putting it. We've got this information. We know what players are going to do. Hey, I know Giancarlo Stanton is going to hit a ground ball somewhere between second and third. Shouldn't I put more defenders between second and third? Oh, hey, I know that David Ortiz, or Chris Davis, or Jason Giambi, or pick your left-handed slugger, Greg Bird, is going to hit the ball between first and second. I know that D.D. D. Gregorius, if he, pulls the, if he hits the ball on the ground, it is going to be between first and second. So why don't I put more people between first and second? Put somebody out in shallow right field. And the idea that baseball would come in and say, hey, let's not do this. Hey, let's not take advantage of scouting reports is unbelievable. And it's one of those rules that I can only hope doesn't actually get any kind of consideration because it might be one of the dumbest sports suggestions I've ever heard. Like, think about this in basketball. Hey, you know James Harden is really good at going to his left, but you're not allowed to funnel him right. You know that the Patriots are going to throw on third down, but you got to stay in that same defense you were in on first down. Right? Why, why would we do this? Why are we thinking in this archaic, arcane kind of way? And let's face it, isn't this part of baseball's problem? People want to grab the game and pull it back to this game that they loved, but that game isn't quite there anymore. It's a different game now. And this kind of melds into one of my next points about the personalities in baseball. And I tweeted out a link last week, and Brent had the author on on the block, Eric Cole, about baseball's got to do a better job of showing off personalities, showcasing personalities. And I think a big part of this issue comes from the previous generation. And now that may sound crazy, right? But you know how I just said, hey, baseball wants this game to be something that they loved, and maybe they don't want, and and the previous generation doesn't love all these numbers that are coming into the game. They don't love that you have such specific tracking data for everything that goes on. And there's a very clear divide between traditional and sabermetric or metric or number, you know, forward thinking kind of numbers people. And the same kind of goes for personality. And this is a point that I made when talking with a couple of friends about this very idea. Almost any time somebody exudes personality, almost any time somebody shows off and breaks out of their shell in Major League Baseball, you get the immediate backlash and revolt from traditionalists, from previous generation from whatever it may be. Oh, Yasiel Puig is bat flipping. We can't have that. How could he disrespect the game like that? Oh, Jabba Chamberlain is pumping his fist after getting a strikeout hat. No, can't have that. Well, why not? Well, because we never did. Well, isn't that stupid? And there's this pressure. There's this Pressure from guys and players of of yesteryear to conform. To fit into this mold of a personality. To put your head down and round the bases after you hit a ball 450 feet. To slowly walk back to the dugout without thinking anything when you strike out a man and get out of a bases loaded jam by not allowing a run. By fitting in and not using some of these more advanced metrics that can help you, that will get you more outs, and that players who played 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years ago probably would use if they were playing now. And anybody who says they wouldn't is just lying to you. Baseball's got this problem where they're trying to fit. Baseball's got this problem where they're trying to not have this culture war. Right? They're trying not to have this clash between traditionalists and, and the more advanced, the more number, the more, you know, young, tech-savvy kind of group. Except there's no way to avoid it. And it doesn't matter which debate you're looking at. It can be bat flips and fist pumps and emotion and personality, or it can be shifting and bullpenning. You can apply it to anything. And that's what strikes me about this idea, the idea that we would sit here in 2018 and say, hey, you know what? We've taken something in baseball that we've done forever, literally forever, track where players hit, track where pitchers throw the ball, and we've now put it to better use. Instead of just monitoring where guys get hits, Instead of just knowing that this guy likes to hit the ball to the pole side, that if this guy hits the ball on the ground, it is going to his pole side, we've now started to actually do something about it. And the idea that you would go back on that is just taking you back into the Stone Age. And it's stupid and short-sighted. And again, I cannot believe that it is seriously up for discussion, especially from a commissioner who seems to be progressive, forward-thinking, as far as baseball goes. I cannot believe this is seriously up for discussion. Take a time out to remind you that if you miss any of our shows, you can get caught up with the best of podcasts of On the Block with Brent Axe, The Daniel Baldwin Show, or Orange Nation when we come back on August 6th. All of those on ESPNSyracuse.com and on our iTunes feed. Just search ESPN Syracuse and get them delivered straight to your phone each and every day. And while you're at ESPNSyracuse.com, don't forget to check out everything else that's there. The Audio Vault, where we cut up every interview we do and nicely package it for you on your own. That's in our Audio Vault and, of course, the podcast as well. Now back to a show to be named later. All right, now back here on a show to be named later, and I mentioned off the top, I wanted to talk about this Markel Fultz thing that came out over the weekend. And if you haven't seen it, uh, find it on Twitter, Google search it, Twitter search it, whatever you want to do. But there was a video that came out, and I thought this was hilarious, and it was like, take a look at that handle, talking about Markel Fultz, and he's dribbling behind his back and spin moves, and by the way, going against air, right? One on none. But he's putting spin moves on, he's going between the legs, behind the back. Some really nice moves and some really nice handles, and then at the end of it, he just dribbles down the lane and lays it in, right? Scoop, righty, layup, off the glass and in. And I just find this funny because everybody knows that he's probably got a great handle, right? Everybody knows that Markell Fultz is a nice ball handler. Like, we've seen that. The thing that we don't know about Markell Fultz is whether he can shoot. So who cares about this video that came out Showing off his dribble, showing off his handle. Like, we all know that. And until we see that he can shoot, do do we know if the Philadelphia 76ers can take that next step? Because they kind of need another shooter, right? They needed J.J. Redick. They needed Ursan Ilyasova. They needed Marco Bellinelli. And they need Markel Fultz to, like, be a threat with a shot. And there was some weird stuff going on with Markel Fultz this year. And I don't know how anybody has described it or can describe it, because really, like, it doesn't make sense. And I, see, I, I saw that his newest trainer came out and was just like, yeah, he's got the yips, uh, which you never want to hear about a professional athlete, but here we are with the number one overall pick. A pick that the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers gave up an extra first-round pick for. And the Celtics were then able to take the guy that they were going to take anyway. With the number one pick, but at number three. So the concern about Markel Fultz has nothing to do with whether he can dribble or finish a layup. It's got to do with his jump shot. And if you watch this video, it's really funny. Like at one point, he he kind of turns and faces up from like the free throw line. I'm like, oh, man, is he going to shoot? No, he doesn't. He doesn't shoot. Uh Uh-uh. Takes a couple more dribbles, another, you know, crossover between the legs, puts it up off the of glass. And I just find this funny because we've got such a microscope on players now. And with social media, we get videos like this all summer long, right? Hoodie Mello, guys playing at Rucker Park, you know, guys playing in the Drew League out in, in L.A. We get videos like this all summer. Except, like, this one is, is actually interesting. Right? This one might be able to show you something that you didn't know about a guy. Except that Markel Fultz didn't didn't do that. Right, Markel Fultz didn't take advantage of this. And so when you look at the Philadelphia 76ers and you, and you look at how they're going to progress, like, don't they need to keep bringing in shooters? Which is why the draft night trade of getting rid of Mikael Bridges is so confusing. That seems like a guy who would help you. That seems like a guy who would fit in there. And maybe the fit was all too obvious. Right? Like, everybody had that one pegged for weeks and months leading up to the draft. But at the same time, there's a reason why that draft pick was so obvious. Why that draft pick fits so well. And then you trade him away. Well, it fits so well because you have no outside shooting. The guy who you thought was going to be your shooter when you drafted him uh, can't shoot, won't shoot, and has not displayed the ability to be able to shoot in an NBA game. So I found that video hilarious. I thought that was a very funny video when it was posted over the weekend. I'm watching it. I'm like, ooh, some nice handles, a nice crossover, behind the back dribble. Oh, maybe he's going to pull up from this free throw line ship. Nope. All right. I still have no idea if Markel Fultz can be a competent NBA player. And I don't know if that fits with, with what the 76ers need. You've already got Ben Simmons who can't shoot. How many more non-shooters can you play in this day and age? Right? How many more non-shooters can you legitimately put on the court? That's the question that the Philadelphia 76ers have to ask. All right, that does it for us today on a show to be named later. We'll be back tomorrow with more. We'll get to our Throwback Thursday movie review. On Thursday, I watched Indiana Jones for the first time ever so we'll get to that again if you have suggestions for movies uh tweet them at me at Seth Goldberg 17 also don't forget weird news on Friday uh we'll probably talk about Alex Bregman and his shaving it like during a game so if you have something for that you can tweet it at me as well but for today that does it for us here on a show to be named later